Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. I am excited to share with you today a word I feel God has given me for you as we're in this series called Asking for a Friend, Quarantine Edition. We're kind of going through some, uh, you know, hot topic issues, some of the things that are a little bit hard to discuss. We are being open and honest and transparent with that. And I want to dive into a word today that I believe all of us has, have either struggled with, you are currently struggling with it, or you will struggle with it. And that is the topic of disappointment. Primarily the question uh, that you might have even asked, you might have even wondered within yourself. I want to answer this question that you might have even battled with. It is this, what should someone do if they are disappointed with God? Think about that. What should someone do if they are disappointed with God? Now, some of you are like, hold up, this dude, lightning's about to strike. I'm like, you're not allowed to be disappointed with God. You're not allowed to, like, I can't even think that. And some of you might even be feeling that. You just have not been able to vocalize it. Let me encourage you today. God is not intimidated by questions like that. God is not intimidated by feelings you might feel like that. And I want to encourage you today, and I want to reveal just some truth to you today to help you combat disappointment in your life. You know, when I started this year, you know, coming into January, I'm normally not a year guy. Like, you know, like 2016 uh, is going to be your year. Uh, you know, I'm normally not, not that guy. I'm like, yes, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good year. I just believe it. Um, but when 2020 was rolling around, I was like, bro, it's 20. 20, like, you know, like perfect vision, like there's got to be something significant about this. Not only that, but I, you know, I just said earlier, our seven-year wedding anniversary this year, and I turn 30 next month, so there's got to be something significant about this year. So, oh, you better believe I was coming into January like, oh, you better, you better shout, it's my year. You know, I was like, I had the preacher voice going on, like 2020 is my year. I was speaking it. We're going to step into blessing, and I was going for it. Then, like, the day... After, like, it was like January 2nd, we almost got into World War III, and I was like, it's okay. Everything's okay. You know, that got handled. We're good. And then Corona done showed up, and everything got locked down, and, and, and things started getting messed up, and plans started changing, and things started happening that we've never seen before. And I remember uh, that moment where things were beginning to change and things within this year were beginning to get affected. And I just remember feeling a feeling of disappointment. It wasn't going to happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Therefore, I was disappointed. And listen, we've all battled disappointment. I know you have. I know you've battled disappointment. When you went to that restaurant, your friends built up a lot. And they're like, oh, it is so good. You've got to try it. And you sit down to eat it, and you're like, this is garbage. Like, I don't want no avocado toast. Like, people who like avocado toast, there's something wrong with you. That does not taste good. You know it. 
And people like here try this avocado. It's the best thing we've ever had. You are a liar. You know, like I, I've been in a situation of that when I was just disappointed. Like, have you ever, you know, done online shopping and, you know, on online, like the person wearing it looks so cool and they look so like hipster and so awesome. And then you get it and you put it on in front of the mirror and you're like, oh, no. You know, like I, I Googled some people who were really disappointed with their online shopping purchases. Check this out. Check out how big those AirPods are. Like, can you imagine being so disappointed? Number one, paying that much money for stupid little things, and then you pay that much money for stupid big things. Like, can you imagine, like, getting these things and being like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I saw that. That just cried me up. They must have been so disappointed. Now, the next one really got me. This person ordered a genie face mask, and look how it turned out. Now, that is nightmare fuel right there. Just look how sad they look. You know, I know their pores are getting moisturized, but they look scary. They must have been disappointed. When you expect to receive something, but the thing you receive is not the way you expected it to be, it causes you to be disappointed. And, and I want to share a story about somebody in the Bible who we've heard stories about him our entire life, but I believe today we're going to be able to give a different spin on his, who he is and on his character. And it's going to bring a fresh level of perspective about disappointment. This person's name was Thomas. Just touch your neighbor at home and say, Thomas. Now, you know where, you know, you know the Thomas I'm talking about because the Thomas you've heard about, his first name is Doubting, his last name is Thomas. You know, I was just raised in church always believing his name is just Doubting Thomas. That's who he is. He is Doubting Thomas. And I believe we've labeled Thomas for being a doubter. But what if his doubt wasn't his main problem? What if it was his disappointment? What if the reason why he was doubting was because there was a deep seed of disappointment in his life. Let's read this story in John 20, 24, and it says this. Now, Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So get this. This is right after Jesus died on the cross. He was buried in a tomb, and everybody thought everything would end it. It was the darkest moment in history. And here in this moment, before this, Jesus appeared to his disciples and showed them that he was alive, but Thomas was not there. Now, listen to this. He was not with them when Jesus came. Verse 25, the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So Thomas says to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and I put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. And verse 27 says, then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here put and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Verse 28, and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, I believe that a lot of you watching might have even felt like Thomas. You know, Thomas, he believed in God with all of his heart. He believed in Jesus. He was a disciple. And in that moment, he watched Jesus die. And I wonder if he started to feel that disappointment because his plans were not happening the way he thought they should happen. 
So I'm going to give you three keys today to help you combat disappointment in your life. The first one is this. You can write it in your notes. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. Now, we can see this happen in the life of Thomas that he isolates himself And when Jesus appears to the disciples and speaks to them and talks to them, Thomas is nowhere to be found. And I want you to get this, church. You can write this in your notes. When you isolate, you miss out on what God is doing. When you isolate, you miss out on what God is doing. Here, he missed something huge because his his disappointment caused him to isolate Himself. We can even read in Proverbs 18.1 that the Bible warns us about isolating ourselves. Listen to what it says. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Listen, I don't want to rage against wise uh, judgment. I want to stay connected to what God is doing because I don't want to miss what God is doing. And listen, let me give you this warning right here. Whenever... You choose to isolate yourself. You set yourself up for an attack of the enemy. Whenever we choose to isolate ourselves, we set ourselves up for an attack of the enemy. Now, if you're like me, I love watching National Geographic documentaries. And, you know, you're looking out over the African plain, and there's like a cute family of zebras. And, you know, we were raised on Disney, so it's like the circle of life. Like everything's just cute and dandy, and there's, a, you know, a singing toucan, and everything's okay. And then you see this little zebra just, prance, just prancing through the Sahara, and it's just beautiful outside, and everything's okay. But then all of a sudden, you see the lion lurking in the bushes. And, you know, you've had my same reaction. I'm like, run, baby zebra. Run, baby. It's it's right there. But then at the same time, I'm like, but what about the lion's baby cubs? They need food too. And it's just this whole dilemma. But in that moment, I'm like, zebra, you better run. You better get out of here. And and the lion goes and chases him down. Now, believe it or not, lions actually have strategies when they're hunting for their meal. Lions will actually run into the herd. And when they cause panic, They will isolate one of them, and whichever one isolates, they will take down. And I believe that over this past season, the enemy has tried to cause you to have panic and fear, and from that, you might even be you might be even feeling feelings of isolation, or you might be isolated right now. Encourage you today, get reconnected. Send that text. Reach out to someone. Listen, you can still jump into a group. Go to the website. Jump into a group. Listen, there's still time. You can be connected. We are here for you. Just don't do this alone. You don't have to. You can come back. Why? Because when you're together as a group, when you're unstoppable, but when you're alone, you can't fight it by yourself. Number two, don't trust your feelings. Trust in God. Don't trust your feelings. Trust in God. Now, this is something that I believe all Christians have to go through, is that you've got to walk through dry seasons. You've got to walk through those seasons where everything was good and everything was going great. Then all of a sudden, the feeling stopped. 
all of a sudden we're not worshiping together in the same room anymore. What, what does our walk with the Lord happen when we don't have that? Does it grow or does it falter? What happens when we pray and we don't feel anything? What happens when we worship and we don't feel anything? That's where we've got to transition from feelings into faith. Listen, you can write this down in your notes. Faith is not what we see, but what we know. Now, what do I mean by that, what we know? Listen, there's just something about faith where you just know it in your knower. Like, what, know it, was that some type of redneck lingo? No, no, no. You just know it. Like, like listen, I know it's my anniversary, so I'll share just a little bit of this. I, I remember praying and asking God, God, is Lexi my wife? And I heard the Lord, as clear as anything, say, yes. Now, there was a span of a year where we didn't date, we didn't talk, she didn't even like me anymore. And I would try to tell myself, no, 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 I didn't hear God. But then I would just feel that feeling knowing, no, 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 I know that I heard. And listen, faith, Hebrews 11 says this, faith is the evidence, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when I don't see it moving, I have faith knowing God is still moving on my behalf. You know, I believe there's a, even a difference between faith. There's active faith and there's resting faith. Now, resting faith is, you know, life is good. Everything's okay. I just have faith. I just, it, everything's all good. You know, it's good in the hood. Like, I, I'm not worried about anything. But then there's active faith when you get let go from your job. When the doctor's report comes back in a way you did not expect it to. When, 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 the, the media is using terms like Great Depression and Recession. There's a place where you have to now activate your faith to believe God even though the circumstances say otherwise. And Thomas was in that place when he said, unless I can feel him and unless I can see and touch him, I'm not going to believe. And disappointment will cause you to get to the place. Say, no, no, no. I've prayed about that before, Pastor. I've prayed about it before. You know, I prayed for healing before. You know, I, you know I, I, I did what y'all said. I tithed and it did not work. No, no, no. Faith is when we say, it doesn't matter what I see around me right now. I know God is moving on my behalf. I don't care what anybody else is saying. I know that God is good. I know that God is faithful. And I know that God has promised that he is with me even if I don't feel it. Come on, church. Give God a hand clap of praise right where you're at. If you know that he is good, if you know that he is faithful, if, he, if you know he will never leave you nor forsake you. The last thing I want to share with you and ways you can combat disappointment is this. Don't allow your disappointment to turn into doubt. Don't allow your disappointment to turn into doubt. And that's what we found in the life of Thomas. He's been labeled as a doubter for years. But I, I, I actually, I, I don't label him that because you can read in the book of John when they're about to go uh, follow Jesus, he actually vocally says, let us go with him that we might die with him. He was a avid follower of Jesus Christ. He was not, uh, you know, flaky. He was not back and forth. He even said right there, he was willing to die for Jesus. I don't believe doubting was his issue. I believe disappointment was his issue. And you've got to guard your heart to make sure that your disappointment does not turn into doubt. You know, I, I personally believe 
that Thomas was there when Jesus was nailed to the cross. This is my theory. That's just what I believe. Why? Because he knew that Jesus got nailed in his hands and he got pierced in his side. and he, He knew that. He must have seen Jesus get nailed to the cross. And I just can't help but wonder. In that moment, when Jesus is hanging on the cross and Thomas is standing in the crowd and and he sees them throw Jesus onto the cross and he sees the blood dripping down Jesus and he sees them grab the nails and the hammer and he's thinking, no, 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 this can't be. This, This isn't supposed to happen. And, and they drive the nails into his hand, and he's thinking, no, 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 I saw you raise people from the dead. No, 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 you can't do this to me. You can't leave me. I left everything to follow you. And then he saw Jesus hanging on the cross and cry out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he gave up the ghost, and I wonder if Thomas walked away and said, no, 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 never again. I've tried believing, and look what it did to me. I wonder if you've ever felt that way. You know, I remember, you know, I prayed for them. They're on their deathbed, and God, I believed that you were the healer. I prayed for them, and they, they still died. I, I had to go to their funeral. Now, I, I, I don't believe that God heals anymore. Or maybe you went and got that pregnancy test one more time. You know, just maybe you just one more time. Maybe this is the time. And you found yourself throwing it down again, thinking that, I, you know, I'm just. It's not going to go there anymore. Has your disappointment turned into doubt? You know, I love this story because Thomas's story wasn't over. Listen, your story isn't over. You might think if you're battling with doubt, that you might just be like, you know, I, I don't believe, so he's just... He's disappointed in me. He's disappointed in me. I know I'm disappointed in him, but he's probably disappointed in me as well. That's not how the story ends. Thomas comes back together, and the Bible says that Jesus appears in the midst of them. The door's being locked. Can I just speak a word to you this morning? I know you have some walls put up. But our Jesus is a Jesus who walks through walls even today. I know after you got hurt that past time, you put walls up and said, I'm not going to believe for healing. I'm not going to believe for finances. I'm not going to believe for my calling. I'm not going to believe anymore. You put some walls up, but our Jesus is a Jesus who walks through walls. And look, he doesn't rebuke Thomas. I'm sure Jesus had a big smile on his face and said, peace to you. What you need right now is peace. He said, peace to you. And he he says, Thomas, Thomas, put your hand in here. Come here, come here. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. See where I was wounded. See where I was broken for you. And that brought Thomas to say, my Lord and my God. 
Because here's the deal. You're not actually disappointed in God. You're disappointed in the plans that you made and the way you thought it should happen and the way you thought it should have went down. But the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. And in Thomas's darkest moment, in history's darkest moment, he didn't know that when Jesus, his limp body was being put into the tomb, and Mary is weeping over the death of her son, and Judas goes to the edge of town and kills himself, and everything is falling apart, and his friends and his family are scattered because they're afraid. Little did he know that in that moment, <laughs> heaven was not mourning. Heaven was rejoicing. Why? Because, because Thomas didn't know it. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit filled that tomb. And that tomb began to shake. And in that moment, light pierced the darkness. And Jesus rose up from the grave. He, he stepped out of that tomb. And he was raised to life so that we could live in abundant life. His hardest moment turned into the greatest victory. And I just feel I have a word for some people right now. This time where it's been your greatest battle is about to turn into your greatest victory. In in the name of Jesus. And he finishes and he says this. He just looks at Thomas and he says, You believe because you've seen. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. And right now, church, things still need to turn around. There's still some things in your life that need to change. There's still some things in your life that need to move. But we can make a choice right here to believe even though everything that we see does not line up with what we believe. Listen, I believe that today we can put our foot down and say, you know what, 2020 is not over. My story's not over. My calling's not over. My purpose is not over. God has in store for us. Listen, I still believe with all of my heart. 2020, we're going to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen before. We're going to North Tampa. We're going to see people encounter Jesus. We're going to see family restored. Church, it's not not over it's not over right now wherever you're watching I want to ask you to pray with me and I'm going to pray and believe that disappointment is broken off of your life and I'm going to give you a chance to receive Jesus into your heart first let me pray for you for everyone battling with disappointment Father in the name of Jesus I declare freedom from disappointment I declare freedom from doubt Lord, the hurt that has been pent up, I pray that you would set them free from that. I declare faith be released, joy be restored, and peace be restored in the name of Jesus. Now, if you're watching right now and you've never made a decision for Christ, you're not serving God, there's sin in your life separating you from God, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later. Lord, I put my faith in you. I say no to myself. I say no to sin. And I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Lord, I give you my heart. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Come on, right now, all, wherever you're watching, give God a hand clap of praise for those who said yes to Jesus today. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. 
For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.